0: Hello, Tea Time friend, welcome back to the show. The thoughts you choose are one of the most accurate predictors of whether or not you'll reconcile with your estranged adult child. In today's episode, I'm sharing 13 thoughts that were pivotal to helping me feel better and heal the estrangement from my daughter. Grab a notebook, a pen, and your cup of tea, and let's talk about it. Hey, friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off, if there's a way to save the relationship, or how you can ever feel happy again? You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods, and exhale. Welcome home, Sister Mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer, I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hello, my tea time friend. Thank you for coming by and spending time with me today. We can get caught up in thinking about all of the things not to do, if we want to repair our broken relationship with an estranged child. But today, I want to talk to you about what to do to reconcile. I'm sharing 13 thoughts that positioned me to both feel better and heal the estrangement from my daughter. Are you ready? Warm up your tea if you need to, and then let's go. Number one, people borrow your belief. When you have a calm confidence about you, and you truly believe that your family will be healed and that everything is going to be okay, then other people borrow that belief, including your estranged son or daughter. Likewise, if you have a negative belief, people will come into agreement with that as well. Number two, my children can be the icing on the cake, but they don't get to be the cake. My children are like icing on the cake but I don't make them the whole cake. Doing so would be to place them as an idol in my life. When you allow your child's absence to ruin your life or make you feel like nothing is worth doing, you're letting them be the whole cake instead of the icing. Number three, my identity comes from God, not from being a mother. I was a person in whom Jesus saw value before I was a mom. Being a mom is a gift and a blessing, and it is also one part of who I am. Take some time to consider who you are outside of being a mom. Maybe it's time to get in touch with your true identity so that you can tap into fulfillment and happiness, even alongside of estrangement. Number four, the success of my efforts is in how I show up, not in how my child responds. One of the ways I work with my clients is to teach them to bring the locus of control back inside of them as opposed to letting it rest in the hands of other people. Your success in trying to reconcile centers on how you show up, not on how your estranged child reacts. I remember feeling like if my daughter approved of me or even gave me the slightest sign that things were getting better, it was like, The sun was shining, the birds were singing, and I was in a great mood. But she could also take it away just as easily as she gave it. And if she disapproved of me, I felt sad, unable to focus, and upset. Your success in this rests on who you choose to be, not on how your child reacts. I can teach you how to get clear on how you want to show up and to use that as a measure of success. As your estrangement coach, we create new ways of responding to your estrangement so that you bring your power back inside of yourself and you enjoy your life now instead of if or when your child agrees or approves. That's where we begin. And then we move into the tools that move the needle on the broken relationship. But we start with your fulfillment and emotional regulation. If that sounds like something you want in your life, let's talk about estrangement coaching. Go to theestrangedmomcoach dot com forward slash schedule, and on that page, you can either schedule your free consult call with me, or you can get on the wait list to get priority notification when a spot becomes available. There are times when my schedule is full. And getting on that list is the only way to get a free consult call with me to talk about estrangement coaching. So go ahead and pause me here, head over and either schedule or get on the list, and then come back to the episode. Okay, number five, apologies without a comma feel better to my daughter and to me. I learned that apologizing, but following it with a comma and an explanation is not much of an apology. It kind of waters down the apology and makes your strange child think that you don't really mean it or that you're making it all about you. I learned that a simple I'm sorry without a reason, explanation, or other extra words feels better to me and to my daughter. Say you're sorry and let it be enough. Number six, I want to give myself space and time to choose a response. Not every text has to be answered immediately. Not everything that your child says in a phone conversation or even face-to-face if you're talking needs to be answered immediately. My knee-jerk reaction is not always the best way to communicate. I've learned to take a breath and give myself time and space to process what's being said and to respond in a way that uses the medicine of forgiveness and love. Speaking of which, number seven, forgiveness and love are the medicine. How the medicine gets applied and who it needs to be poured over can vary. It might be that you need to apply it to yourself, but that's it. That's the medicine, forgiveness and love. It always is the medicine that heals the estrangement. Number eight, I am the healer, not the wound. It is easy to fall into a trap of seeing yourself as the wound. When you feel sad, ashamed, or guilty, you are likely identifying as the wound in that moment. Even if you 100% caused the wound, you're still not the wound. The fact that you are here, listening to this right now, tells me that you are called to be the healer. You are the healer, not the wound. When I learned to start where I was and do one thing to bring healing, just one thing, that was the start of a healing journey. Number nine, taking it to God in prayer does way more to change someone's perception than me trying to talk them out of it. Our children is strange based on their perception. They already expect us to tell them they're wrong or to try to change their perception. That's an uphill battle. Instead, take it to God in prayer. Pray powerful prayers asking for both their perception and your perception to be changed in any way that aligns better with God's will. Fight for them in prayer instead of fighting with them in arguments that aim to shift their perspective by way of debate or verbal challenge. Number 10, grief comes in waves. Let yourself feel the feelings. Becoming more healed is not always a linear process. Part of the healing is to make peace with the fact that grief and other hard feelings might come in waves or at unexpected moments. Allow the feelings to come. Allowing the feelings to be there and to speak their message to you is so important. All emotions have a message attached to them. And until you witness them, and allow their message to be communicated to you, those feelings will come back again and again, and they get louder until you give them love, until you give them an audience. This is not loss of progress. This is healing. Number 11, what I think is the major determinant of how I feel and what I do. You might mistakenly believe that you're reacting to a circumstance But really, your feelings about estrangement come from how you think about the circumstance. When you learn the right tools to change your thoughts to thoughts that serve you better, you master the art of taking thoughts captive and creating emotions that you actually want to feel. If you're feeling down, angry, ashamed, or confused, spend some time looking for the thought that's at the root of those feelings. Once you find the thought, you can find out what else could be true that would feel more empowering, and then practice that thought. Practice is key here because it can take up to 90 days to create a new neural pathway in your brain. Better neural pathways create better overall emotions by default. Number 12, how I respond to my mistakes goes a long way to repair the relationship with my daughter. Have you ever noticed the reviews for restaurants on Google? Often when a restaurant gets a negative review, someone from their staff responds to the bad review by leaving a reply on Google reviews. They might apologize for the person's bad experience and ask them to call the restaurant or call them on their cell phone or whatever that is so that they can personally handle the situation and make it right for them. You may think a bad review would harm the restaurant's business, but actually, if the staff member responds in a really good way, it can increase sales. Why? Because people know that human beings are going to make mistakes, but if they respect and like the way that the person handles their mistake, then they trust them more and they actually want to do business with them. It's similar with your estranged son or daughter. If you make a mistake and then respond in a way that takes ownership and displays emotional regulation and love, they are much more likely to believe that you're making positive changes and that you are an emotionally safe person for them. One of the best ways that I like to respond if I make a mistake with my daughter is to say, hey, I don't like the way I showed up in that situation. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I keep it short. Simple and clean. And she has respected that and been gracious about it. Chances are your child will too. Number 13, who you want to be is your destiny, if you will agree. When I was first estranged from my daughter, I spent considerable time with the emotion of regret. I felt like I wanted to be more loving or better in control of my emotions, or I wanted my children to see me as a safe, positive space. I longed to be able to create positive, calm experiences for my daughter when she interacted with me, but a part of me also believed that it was just too late to change how I showed up for her because I'd already blown it. But here's what I figured out. When you long to be a certain way, that's already your destiny. It's already who you are as the highest version of yourself. And your job is to remove all the weeds and clutter that got in the way. I help clients pull the weeds by healing from false childhood narratives, other people's negative projections onto them, and learning to embody being the healer and not the wound. But that's your job, to remove whatever got in the way of who you're called to be. That's it. So if you want to be more this way or less of that, you actually already are but you have to remove the weeds and reconcile your actions and your thoughts with that higher version of yourself. Okay, friend, that is what I have for you this time, and I hope it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom, thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it too. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, you are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.